This is Arkies in the Beltway, a look at national politics and the Arkansans influencing the discussions. I'm Alex Thomas, Washington correspondent for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, reporting from the nation's capital. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Arkies in the Beltway for the week of October 22nd, 2023. Much of the attention on Capitol Hill last week on the House of Representatives. House Republicans still in their quagmire as it relates to electing a new speaker after hard-right members successfully led an effort to oust Kevin McCarthy of California back on October 3rd, Ohio Representative Jim Jordan never reaching enough support to win the gavel in three rounds of voting. Representative Steve Womack of Rogers voted for House Majority Leader Steve Scalise each time. Representative Bruce Westerman of Hot Springs received one vote during the second and third rounds. Representative Pete Stauber of Minnesota flipped from Jordan after backing the Ohioan in the first round. Westerman says it does not matter who is Speaker if House Republicans cannot unite around a strategy. I don't think anybody can do the job without us coming together to agree on a plan. So it's, again, a plan's more important than a person and um, a blueprint. We need a blueprint more than a builder right now. Westerman supported Jordan throughout the week, as did Representatives Rick Crawford of Jonesboro and French Hill of Little Rock. House Republicans will consider new speaker candidates to start off this week. In Congress's upper chamber, senators affirming the United States' support for Israel. The Senate unanimously approved a resolution last Thursday stating the chamber stands by Israel and its ability to defend itself following the October 7th attack by Hamas. Republican lawmakers also focusing their attention on Iran's influence in the region. Senator Tom Cotton of Little Rock attempted to pass legislation blocking Iran from accessing a $6 billion transfer over Hamas's actions. The money had been in South Korean banks but was moved to an account in Qatar as part of a deal for Iran to release five detained Americans. The funds must be used for humanitarian purposes, such as medical care. U.S. officials say Iran has not spent or accessed any of the funds. American officials adding there is no direct evidence connecting Iran to Hamas's attack, but they have acknowledged Iran's history for supporting terrorist networks. Khan says he's doubtful about the U.S. and Qatar's commitment when it comes to preventing Iran from getting these funds. Color me skeptical of a quiet understanding between a soft on Iran Joe Biden and a soft on Hamas government of Qatar, especially since the administration refuses to freeze the funds and reserves the right to release the $6 billion at any time without notifying Congress or the public. Cotton tried to pass the bill through unanimous consent, a procedure in which a senator can request to expedite proceedings given no objections. Democratic Senator Peter Welch of Vermont raising an objection, noting on the Senate floor the U.S. has the authority to approve how the funds are spent. University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences researcher visiting Washington last week, Pearl McElfish among the participants in a forum focused on National Institutes of Health funding and research in rural areas. United for Medical Research, a coalition of healthcare organizations, advocacy groups, and universities hosting that event. The forum coinciding with a new report showing a correlation between increasing NIH funding and gains in research awards and economic activity. McElfish says healthcare researchers in rural states have valuable work to offer. If we're counting on interventions to be developed in California or New York and then implement them in Arkansas, they may not be the right intervention that may not be the right fit. But if we can conduct that research in rural communities and rural states, the likelihood that it will be widely adopted and effective is, is greatly increased. 
The report shows Arkansas benefited from $542 million in NIH research awards over the span of six recent fiscal years, United for Medical Research additionally tying NIH funding to nearly $1.2 billion in new economic activity over this period. Yet McElfish is concerned about how rural states tend to receive smaller percentages of awards compared to other states. Every investment from NIH has a positive impact, but there isn't enough investment from NIH in Arkansas and other rural states. And that creates a systematic disadvantage and one that we should be solving. McElfish says one explanation for this disparity may be rural states have fewer medical schools and health science universities that seek awards. That will do it for this edition of Arkeys in the Beltway for the week of October 22nd, 2023. You can stay up to date with all news involving Arkansas at ArkansasOnline.com. You can follow more from me on your social media platform of choice. My handle is at Alex House Thomas. I'm Alex Thomas, and this has been Arkeys in the Beltway. Thanks for listening.